Hey, little Mac check. All right. We rocking and rolling. All right. Welcome to Fresh to Death. I am half of your listening flat. Take it back, take it back. (laughs) Welcome to Fresh to Death. I am half of your listening pleasure. I am Big Phil, a.k.a. Northside Itchy. And I am SP Fresh across all social media platforms. That's who I am. That's who I be. That's right. That's right. You like it when I say that, huh? I do, man. That's it. It is for you. Let's take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Take it back. Third take. Take it back. Take it back. Welcome to Fresh to Death. I am half of your listening pleasure. I am Big Phil, a.k.a. Northside Itchy. I am SP Fresh across all social media platforms. That's who I am. That's who I be. Forever and always. Forever and always. That's right. We here. We here. <laughs> yes, yes. Fresh to Death season two. A little slight delay because we had an episode in the can, but... But this is the real episode two. This is the real two. That's right. The other one we recorded is not up to par par, so... Well, not that, but it's not sticking along with the theme, you know what I mean? We we have special guests coming in, so... Special guests on my show, yeah. Yes, yes. Now that we have this set up, and now that we have this Zoom technology, mm-hmm. we're able to go ahead and open up and expand a little bit, so... Yeah, we want to always bring in something new and something fresh for everybody. We have a, a special guest. Um, you know, I was saying Sauce Money. <laughs> <laughs> Call him Sauce Money. Calling my man Sauce Buddy in my head, you know what I mean? Because um, he does some very interesting, uh, he has a very interesting uh, uh, career path. So we're going to get into all of that, man. I want to definitely expand people's minds and horizons. We can do anything. We can do everything. We don't have to just have a clothing line. We don't have to, um, you know, sell barbecue dinners. Everybody don't have to sell drugs on the same corner to to the same 10 smokers. But why not? (laughs) because <laughs> you don't grow that way you know what i mean want to we want to expand a tree has multiple branches a whole lot of branches not just three branches you know what i mean so without further ado fresh to death man let's get into it baby peace peace Y'all, y'all, David, and that uh, going. I'm pretty solid so far, you know. Trying to get this, you know. This is this is new. We, um, I've always wanted to do some kind of Zoom recording type shit. Yeah. So you are like our guinea pig, my brother. Ah. <laughs> all right, all right. Nothing <laughs> wrong with a little trial and error, you know what I'm saying? A trial and error, you know. Yeah. So what's going on with you, man? What's 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 the word, man? Uh, everything good, man. Um, you know. Um, when when I got home a little earlier, man, I had to uh, do a little gardening. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, this this little time change has been a little crazy. Where, um, man, where, you yeah, over in Carson or what city? Where you? Yeah, I'm out, yeah, I'm out there. Uh-huh. Carson, no doubt. Yeah, you on the uh, the university side or the uh, Carson High side? Yeah, I'm by the university. Uh, DA. Very nice. Oh, the DA. Yeah, very nice neighborhood over there. Okay, appreciate you. I, I, <laughs> I missed out on the opportunity to get a home over there when I was a kid. I didn't understand uh, home buying. I was only um, 21, and I had just gotten married, and we had our first kid, and I was broke as a joke. But um, 
But the supervisor at my job was telling me, he's like, Phil, there's a house on my street that's up for sale. And this is back in the day, y'all. Um, he was like, no money down. And all they want is a thousand bucks a month. The only problem is they need a roof. <laughs> so the shit had no roof on it whatsoever. That's what I thought. <laughs> As a young kid, that's what I thought. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with a house with no roof? Like, I got to have somewhere to live. I can't live in that. So, and I'm like a thousand a month right now. My rent is only like 400 a month. That's a huge difference. A big gap. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I'm like a new parent, you know, a new husband. I'm like, I don't know if I can make that work and not, you know, have my family fall apart. Mm -hmm. So I didn't make a move on it. And that house was on like central and Termont. Man, that house today is probably what? Upwards. What would you say? 600,000? Could be. That's about right. You know, uh, we're over there off a of termite, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Minimal, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was mm-hmm. it was either three or four bedrooms. And, you know, for, for a minute, 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 they were going way up because they were talking about putting a stadium out here and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then they, that, they did it that idea, huh? Is yeah, that- no, they, the uh, Soho or so high, whatever, where, 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 where the Rams fit to be at, Sophie, whatever. SoFi okay. Stadium, yeah. So SoFi, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's basically where it went. So some of the homes came back down a little bit reasonably, but you know, um, well, yeah, I would, definitely seven hundred thousand being reasonable. But I mean, no, it is in comparison to half a million dollars to live in Compton. It is real. California. That's what I was getting ready to say because 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 homes in Compton are right there too, man. You know what I'm saying? It's right there at five hundred, easy. With the, yeah, see, like like you said, with these crazy home buying prices. It seemed like another bubble has to come. I mean, like half a million for a house in Compton. Right. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying I don't think Compton is not worth it, but. You know, it is. It's just California, man. This 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 weather is really it, man. Like nobody else in, in the country got it. And, 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 and they take full advantage of that with this real estate. I don't know. With global warming and the way this shit is moving, the, the weather is not all what it's cracked up to be anymore. I agree. Yeah, you know, we getting we getting Vegas heat. Um, <laughs> we getting some cold ass mornings. True. Yeah. By, by the end of the day, that shit. You know, you you taking off mad layers of clothes and shit. True. But you know the 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 good thing, and you know, and knock on wood, but we don't have to deal with them hurricanes and tornadoes. No, uh, no, uh, golf ball size hail. No. <laughs> golf ball size hail tearing up everything. You know, so it'd be you know it's a few advantages still here here in Cali. You really ready to be digging a car in the snow and shit just to go somewhere? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, and there you go. Right, having to do that. I, I know some people who from Cali move back east, and that's what they end up doing. They end up having to. Shoveling your driveway and land. Shovel the driveway. They be complaining about that type of stuff. Like, man, I'm so, so, so glad I don't live, live out there on the East Coast. The funny, <laughs> thing is, the funny thing is, the people that deal with all of those different types of conditions be weirded out about an earthquake. They do. That's the, that's the funniest shit. That's the funniest shit. Because like I said, you know, I actually got, got people all, all over. You tell me live in L.A., they be like, earthquakes in L.A., they be so, so shit. They be like, you know, it's really not that bad. You know, they, they hit. They they come and they go, you know, they, you know. And then, like, and then they be like, oh, then y'all had the fires. Yeah, fire. <laughs> like, uh, like we don't live out there. You feel me? That did not affect us. Earthquakes still get me though, you know. It get me? Oh yeah, it get me. <laughs> when it happens, it get you. But I mean, right, right. It's not like something that that you really got to worry about. But when they did that last one we had, what 
back in what like June or July, something like that. A couple months ago, something like that. A decent one, yeah, a little rolling, rolling in and shit, shit for a little minute. Yeah. <laughs> if they stop, I'm good. Yeah. But yeah. You want some two and three minutes type shit. <laughs> now, now, going up through school, we were kind of trained like, okay, in the event of an earthquake, you look to get under a table yeah. or into a doorway. Yeah. Did you do any of that? Did any of that come into play as, when a, grown, I, as a grown man? Oh, no, no. I was sitting right on the couch right here. What did you do? hoping it doesn't get any more severe. <laughs> that's, what I'm that's what was going through my mind. I was sitting right on the couch. And I'm like, you feel it? Then you it kind of started a little stronger. I'm like, oh, shit. How hard is this going to go? Yeah. That's what I, I was really going through my mind, man. For myself, I'm in a three-story complex. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... What the fuck is getting under a table gonna do for me? Or a yeah. door or a doorway. I'm trying to get the fuck out the building. When I was I hear you on that. When I was a fat than a motherfucker. I was a little fat ass fucking kid. And I used to try to get beneath the doorway when the damn earthquake happened. <laughs> like am I, am I strong enough? Am I really ready to hold up <laughs> this rule? Man. Most people found dead in those is found somewhere in the middle of the damn house or in the doorway. Trying to <laughs> trying to stay in the doorway. So what's up with what's up with the saucer stuff, man? How did you get involved in that? Oh yeah, let's get a little background history about that, man. That's very interesting. Yeah, man. Um, I probably I should have thought about it, should have had some ready to kind of show y'all. Um, but uh yeah, man, urban growers, uh over at theurbangrowers.com. Um, it was one of those things where basically it's my pops. Mm-hmm. He used to make a hot sauce years ago growing up. Um, you know, he has his own little red recipe. He actually grew his own pe- peppers for it. Wow. Um, and like he used to make it and people would, would come through, you know, we, uh, a real social family. So Thanksgiving and Christmas is the whole family always come together and he, he would always break it out yeah. and folks would be trying it and, love it, and, and, and they always loved it. So, um, he ended up naming it vicious. vicious yeah. Huh? You know what I'm saying? Okay. And um, but he never wanted to like sell it because we used to always tell him, Pops, you 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 should probably sell that, you know. Right. Um, and it wasn't something he was really trying to do. He'd be like, nah, I'm just doing it for the you know, for the for the for the fun. He would make make it for friends, family, you know, pass it out, you know. Um, so anyway, long story short, um my sister was was uh thinking about doing like a family business. We wanted to do do something, uh, you know, as a team. Um, her, my my mom, my brother-in-law, uh, my niece, you know what I'm saying? We all kind of linked up, wanted to start something for the family, you know what I'm saying? And um, part of it was we were going to start growing our own stuff. That was part of the business. And yeah, as we started... Uh, I said you get your growing on on IG. Absolutely, man. But yeah, like I said, like that was kind of the uh, the hold up here today. I was like, oh, it's four o'clock. I didn't need that need. I need you hurt, 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 hurt from water real quick. You know, because <laughs> like, like like I said, that sun going down, little, yeah. little like a little change up. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, again, um, we started to kick around the idea of the hot sauce. You know, the fact that um, if we're going to be growing stuff, we might as well grow some peppers. And what was also going on was my pops was uh, finna have a birthday party cut, cut coming up. Yeah. And so we decided to sort of test it. We made his hot sauce, made his vicious um threw a little bottle together you know for the party mm-hmm. uh, gave it out to everybody as kind of like a gift or whatnot um and it, it also kind of has a test too to see if we could actually do it you know what i'm saying 
no. um, if we couldn't bottle it. And, and that's kind of where it all went, man. You know, things went well. Um, so we decided to go ahead and launch it. That's amazing. That is Urban amazing. growers. And don't you get some product in some grocery stores already, too? I sure, sure do, man. We, uh, you know, blessed a very good uh, per- person that um, one of my family members actually knows, uh, turned, turn, you know, turned us on to them. Um, and she and her husband, um, they own a small chain of stores, mostly beauty supply and like a co- convenience store, like a, you know, regular mini, mini, mini mart, whatnot. Yeah. Uh, where people can go and get all kind of, kind of stuff, and, and, and yeah, man, you know she's um, featuring a lot of black-owned businesses. So, mm-hmm. a lot of, so she helps independent black-owned businesses with the with the packaging. And the- no, 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 she just basically is a, you know um, was allowing us to sell our product through her store. Oh, through know? the stores. Okay, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and what I like about her is she features us, like, because she has a lot of mainstream products, too, like Coca-Colas and, you know, stuff that regular name brand stuff, of course, you know, Lysol, you know. Right, um, but, but you but, there with those brands, and it's like, hey, you know, you can get everything right here. That's there you go. That was there dope. I said, look at Alvin, because I, I used to see you getting your little grown and shit, and then I seen the, pro- I seen the product. Before I knew it was you was involved with it, I thought started with something you was fucking with. And right. Then, oh, Alva's involved with that. I gotta talk. <laughs> yeah. So you got the vicious line. Do you have um any other different variations or other flavors that you guys uh offer? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. We have a um, you know, kind of a milder sauce we we call it the jalapeno OG. Uh-huh. Um is mainly just like, you know, made with jalapeno. Um, yeah, it's not too high in my opinion, okay. but, uh, we also have another one that's a little bit hotter than the vicious. Uh, we call that sweet Jamaican kick uh. a little bit more of a salsa. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a little sweet, but you know what I'm saying? It actually got a lot of heat to it though, too. Okay. Um, and we also have one called mango mamba. Okay. Um, that we did. In fact, what we we you know right before all this nonsense had happened here this year, uh, we were doing like a live event back in back in like February. Yeah. Um, and we kind of came with a new sauce for that event and let people who came to the event taste it and kind of send in their names. So the mango mamba was actually named by one of those folks who came in. You know, taste it. You know, taste it. So that was, uh, you know, his name for it, and and you know, timely, of course. You know, you know, uh, showing showing love to to the black mom, of course. Hey, so. I want to know if we can put together a fresh to death sauce. We, <laughs> we need a fresh to death sauce, man. Hey, I'm down, man. You know, <laughs> I like the name already off top. Everybody's coming together doing joint ventures that nowadays. You know what I'm saying? So That's interesting. Yeah. The collaboration, I would love a fresh to death sauce, man. Hey, so how, how like how did how did you being black get involved with salsa? Am I missing something, something I'm missing there? 
No, man, you know, we out here in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's one thing that we do do, even as brothers and sisters, we do tear up some Mexican food, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, Mexican food in general. Yeah, you're right. Most, yeah, brothers, most brothers got some uh, some Hispanics that they cool as I don't know what with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they love yeah. us some good old tacos and burritos and you know what I mean? We get down with the food. We, we trying to get to the carne asada or whatever they do. I think it's dope. I some brothers salsa, though. Son of salsa. Salsa. <laughs> well, I mean, Hispanics will cook you up some Roscoe's in a minute. We right. Should, right. Should. If they can do it, why not us, right? You know, right. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy each other's cultures. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You so, get paid at the same time. And get paid at the same time. <laughs> so when you when you out there growing and stuff, are you are you growing for your salsa or are you just growing just period in general? Oh no, yeah, no, it's definitely for the salsa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, you know, when we first got going, we were buying, you know, of course, some of some of the peppers because we wanted to get going. Um, but now that we've had a chance to grow a, a few of the ones that we use, um, those are going right into the salsa. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. How how in how important can I frame it? How important is it to for us as black people to maybe even think about getting into gardening? It's very important, man. Very important. Like, I wanna, go ahead, sorry. I should be trying to get on some gardening shit. Hey, man, real talk, man. Um, that's been one of the real exciting aspects I would be, you know, just being real with, with you. Um, like you mentioned uh, the uh, gram. There is a real strong community of black farmers mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah. And it's exciting because, you know, really and, and truly, like, you know, I tell the story, too. This is kind of part of what into it. Both my grandmothers grew up on, on farms, uh-huh. you know. What are you so, from? Well, both my grandmothers from, from the South, one from Texas, the other one from South Carolina, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, and you know, Terrence knew my grandmother that went to to our church together. You know, um, you know, so I'm talking about her and my my other grandmother. You know, she 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 used to come not as often, but she 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 used to kind of come too. But um, no, you know, both of them grew up on farms, and my mother's mother she used to actually garden here. You know, here in L L L A. L A. You know, um, so I used to actually kind of help out when I was little a little bit. I was the same way. I was the same way. My godmother, she was from Texas and uh, and her husband, and they had like a miniature farm in their backyard. I mean, she had I mean, he he had the rows, you know, where he would they would grow. Right. They would grow the tomatoes over here. They would grow um, green beans with snap peas. There you go. Mm -hmm. We had the collards in the back. We had uh, yes. We had uh, turnips. Yeah. Like they really got they grow on. They got they grow on, man. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like you know, they came from that era where that's we. You know, when they was coming up, it really wasn't like that for us. We could just go to the store and buy everything. No. You know, right. it was a lot of stores that wouldn't let our people in. It was, so it was just a good thing to get back on, as you know, like you say, as black people specifically. It, it never hurt to be independent of the system. You feel me? That's what I'm saying. You know? mm-hmm. When I think about it, though, I'm yeah. like, you know, and I would have to tap in to learn more about it. But I'm just like, and if I started growing my own stuff in my backyard or something like that, would that attract a whole bunch of vermin to my property? Like when I look at, you know, because that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, sometimes, man, it really depends where you live at. You feel me? 
Right. Um, but I, I, that's something I've learned too along the way is there are things you can do to repel the environment as well. You feel me? So it's kind of like one trial and error things like you might because like where 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 I'm at there's already a lot of like squirrels there'd be like little rac- raccoons running loose you feel me right. um, it'd be like little vermin out here now already as it is yeah. um, and so you know for the most part they haven't been attacking stuff because we are growing, growing a lot of peppers mm-hmm. and that's a little hot for them if they were to eat one they might be kind of you feel me it might <laughs> it might be a little spicy or shockety shock um, right. yeah. But they haven't messed with some of the other stuff because we are growing to tomatoes. We we were we were growing some zucchini and squash too. Um, they weren't you know they weren't meddling with it. But I was researching what to do just in case because you know that's the thing. Like you said, that's some that's a real reasonable thing. In fact, my nephew, my my brother's son, he was trying to garden, but that was the problem was when he grew some raccoons in his neighborhood came and tore it up. Yeah. So you know. So that's definitely something to think about, though. Or something that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to really know all the other little tricks of the trade and all of that. I remember messing around uh, because of my godparents having me in the back, you know, getting involved with the farming. Me and my um my godbrother, because they, they took a lot of us little neighborhood kids in. They had us all in the church as well. Um, but we used to love uh, some good watermelon, which I know sounds crazy as hell. Watermelon. Hey. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Me and my buddy, we saved our seeds, washed them off, dried them out in the sun, and we yeah. put the seeds into the soil. Yes, little kids, we seven, eight years old, <laughs> thinking that we was, you know, doing our, our gardening thing or, or our, you know, our farmer thing. Yeah, and we planted these watermelon seeds in the front yard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, my godparents kept the most immaculate lawn, it was always edged up properly, cut even. Oh no, I see it. (laughs) (laughs) Mad hoes everywhere. We growing watermelon right there on the front walkway. (laughs) Up to the steps. So did so did it actually sprout? You know what? I it it probably started to, but you know, they they can recognize it coming, you know, before it actually hits. Right, right. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and fix the lawn. Jesus. And just shook their head like these little But they know we got it honestly from them, so it's all yeah. good. You know what I, mean? I think it just has to feel fantastic if 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 you can grow a large amount of what you're eating, you have to feel so disconnected from the system. Because I think we are trying to find ways to disconnect ourselves as much as we can. Yeah, uh-huh. and food—that's a major source, man. Because as, as of right now, I don't grow shit, so everything I rely on comes from my damn grocery store. Right. And we're so reliable on, you know, getting our food from other places that, yeah, if they decide to cut us off tomorrow, a lot of us, woo, we don't know what we're going to turn to. And not just be... the food, the electricity, the Internet service. We're susceptible to just getting shit totally shut down. Right. Because we don't control anything. Correct. My brother told me, he was like, man, he's like, man, if they come out with that vaccine, are you taking it? That's I'm it. like, as much as I want to say no. You know, you're not what, gonna have much of a choice. What's the alternative what's to that? Alternative? You know what I mean? Like, if you don't get it, then they probably cutting off. You know, uh, you going to grocery shop and get your regular stuff. They probably cutting you off. It's gonna from, fuck with your employment somehow. Right. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna chop down a whole bunch of your necessities. And now what what are you gonna do if you're not farming? 
if you if you can't grow and, and hunt your own food, you know, um, if you uh, if you're not a doctor, if you don't know anything about healthcare, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're probably gonna need this damn vaccine in order to uh, take advantage of the the things that you're used to. Correct. Also, on, on the vaccine, Al, you think you'll uh, take this shit when it comes available? Man, to to your to your boy point there, man. Um, I'm. <laughs> I really don't like vaccines personally. I'm I'm real I'm real suspicious. I don't know what what they're doing. I am as too. far as that go. I am um, too. But I'm know. not prepared enough right now to live on my own. So I need to either get my ass prepared or get ready to line up for yeah. some some mess. I don't know. You know what? To 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 be honest, my my real hope is that everybody else can just take it, and I figure as long as everybody else take it, then I'm, man, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was kind of thinking the same. Like, if enough people take it, maybe I don't. But exactly I, right, right. As long as y'all got it, you know, you know. Right. It's control. <laughs> Government loves control. Yeah. Cameras on every corner. You know what I mean? They love control. So, love yeah, I, I I think they're going to say, of course, is, we can't make a law to make you go get this vaccine, but we well, can make it real uncomfortable know, for your motherfucking ass. That's what I'm afraid of, too. I have heard some things that have me a little worried. So, yeah, to, to, to your point. Vaccine itself is bad. It's going to, they're going to start corning you off where you're going to have no choice. Right. Like, like if you're trying to fly somewhere, they're gonna check your record. Well, you oh. know, you ain't had your your vaccine. You can't can't go on a trip. Like, damn, absolutely. Yeah. No, they are gonna say no. You can go on to a trip. You just gotta fly a private jet. <laughs> that kind you know, of thing. Right. We're not taking your rights away, but yeah. in order to fly commercially, you're gonna have to show proof of being vaccinated. That's frightening. Frightening. It is. Yeah. That's frightening. Yeah. It's the devil's world, man. So what's your church life looking like these days, brother Al? Uh, you know, you know, I said, um, you dropped out. No, nah, I don't want to say I dropped out, man. But <laughs> 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 oh, man, you know, but it's to, you know, it's, it's school fault, man, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I blame school because this it happened to me years ago, man, in college, you know, years, man, just learning too, too much. Yeah. Um, so for a while now, I've been more, I would say, spiritual than re- religious. You know, I, I do be be leaning something higher. Absolutely. And all of us, some creative force that's guiding all of this. Um, at the same time, though, it's a lot of mess that happens in in churches, and uh, it ain't got nothing to do with the the purpose, in my opinion. So, you yep. know. Why do you got both of you guys? Why do you guys think that there's a lot of people around our age who feel the exact same way, but we all grew up in the church? How come we feel like that now? What do you guys think? Um, I would just say uh, with every generation, we 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 try to learn and, and progress. And um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that education really like takes away from it. I mean, you can't get smarter than Jesus. But, you know, when you start looking at all of the different things or parts of the Bible and, and knowing that over time, um, man's nature to manipulate stuff, you know, it's it's like, did God need to put something in writing that can be manipulated? This is God, the all powerful. Like, 
he can put anything that he wants in your heart and your mind. You don't really need to give it to somebody else to get it to somebody else to get it to you. So I don't know. This is just me, my personal thoughts. But oh, yeah. everybody has a different a different outlook on it. Yeah. But there's a lot of inconsistencies. There's a lot of little things that don't add up. But then again, you know, who am I? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, I just like, like I said to, to kind of even expand on what I was saying uh, as far as just, you know, like to your point, like just learning. Um, I, I excuse me. I took a few courses on like ancient re, re religions, ancient mythologies and stuff. Uh, this this one dude was drawing comparisons. He was showing how various archetypes would would, would keep you know appearing, like the half god, half man, and you know the reptile as the, as a villain, and just all you know. You think about a dudusa with, with the snakes and. Yeah. You, you know, it's all these little, you know, themes. Um, and it just kind of made me, I don't know, I don't want to say, I kind of got away from feeling like you got to go to church every week to be saved, if you you, you will. Yeah. Um, and over time, kind of got into more of, like, to your point, too, like, God can reach you wherever you you, you, you at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, 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 you can, can be watching the NBA game, and God has something to share with you. And it'll flash on on, on the screen because he got something to tell you. Right. You know. You gonna know about it. Only you gonna You gonna know. You're right. You got <laughs> you Yeah. So yeah. But as far as all that spooky shit that people put together and <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, 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 and and you know what? That's that's what it is. It's all the extra mess. It's people the gossiping and wanting to hate or with what you're wearing is all the extra mess that come with church, I think it runs people away. You know? Everybody in church ain't going. And everybody mm-hmm. who don't go is not necessarily not going to be there. You know what there I mean? You there you go. There you go. There you go. If we believe in, in, a, in, a, in a heaven realm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody who go to church ain't going. That's real. That's real. That's unfortunate. That's real. That's real. That's real. <laughs> Verse of Mac- Machiavelli, uh, song three, verse one. <laughs> so, yeah, look. So, did Moses part the Red Sea, or is the Bible just a book full of allegories? See, that's what I'm saying, right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Was he talking to a burning bush? That's what I'm saying. See, that's what I'm saying. And there are no, there are no artifacts. seems to be metaphors. Um, and also in, in, in interpretations of other belief systems, it's other stories all mixed to, to, to get together. So how do I interpret? What do I take from Moses parting the Red Sea? What am I supposed to take from that? It's just, you know, faith, man, that, you know, that when you're in them, in, in them uh, you know, them dire situations, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, back against the wall, you know, you know, folk coming for you. You know, if you you know if your faith is strong enough, you'll lead you through. You feel me? It's one of those, man. It's the key. I could do something as big as part the sea for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Basically, yeah. There it go. Something that only God can do. Like part of sea, like what? You know, I'm gonna walk through on dry land, you feel me? Like all of it get you at your little height, but it's you know, yeah. you know, it's real. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I think, I mean, if you ask me, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't know if it really happened like that. <laughs> no, you know? Yeah. Nah, but yeah. you know, 
God definitely moves in 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 our lives. You know what I'm saying? We definitely see that. It is something that. out there. And I, like, yeah. I love the fact that it's something out there. I don't have to know exactly what it is, but there is a force that's a guiding force. I right. feel it, you know. Right. I get on my, you know, my hippie shit when I be talking about the universe and shit. Right. That's interchangeable for God. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I mean, the universe yeah. bless you. May God bless you. It's either or. Yeah. Me, or I'm I call you God. Point. I mean, God lives within you. So that's why I call you God sometimes. Original man. There you go. Yeah, you know, it's it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot behind it. Uh, too much for me it to try to dissect and understand. I know that I'm just a man. Did, yeah, <laughs> didn't true Christianity and Islam come from Africa originally? I believe so. Got yeah. a hold of it. Everything. Uh, uh, yeah, I be, be, believe so. That's 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 my understanding of it. That's where everything originated. That's that's my understanding. Um, even like you say, as far as Judaism or whatever, original Jews. You know, some people say it's not true, but I, I, the stuff I've studied and read, it would seem like it is. You feel me? Um, that black people are the original man of all. It, everything came from us. You know, so all religion came from us. All people came from us. You know, it's just as we migrated throughout the earth. Just the climate and where everybody was living at. You didn't need as much melanin when you live in certain areas and your hair might have grew a different way to protect you. You know what I'm saying? Cause, so, you know, that's all that really, really is. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we are the first. And, and that's what all the, all, all the science shows that everything had happened in Africa and moved out. You know? A powerful species of people to build the pyramids. They don't even know how that was done, man. They be trying to come up with all this stuff. You're like, man, come on, man, cut that out. I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all have no idea, no, no, no clue. Right, building those towers, trying to get to heaven. Curse. Yeah, me. yeah, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yo. Hey, you know, a lot of stuff in that book, man, is real, <laughs> but some of it is just, it's just like, man, how, how did, I don't know. How the names and places have been changed to protect the innocent or whatever they uh, say on them shows. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <That's what> <laughs> well, I'll be remorseful. What's up on some hip hop shit? What you into these days, man? Man, let me just uh, be, you know, frank and say, like I said, man. Um, Out of the loop? Not really, but like I, I'm, I'm a little in the loop, but I can't say like I'm, you know, top this, top that right, 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 right now. A lot of old old school heads are still top for me. Yeah. Um, I, I I did peep that new bus, a bus. Absolutely, yeah. He's sounding like like his old self a little 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 bit. I think um, better than his old self, actually. That's right. what I'm saying. Like a little bit, you know, another level with it, you know. Uh, maybe two or three, you know, of his last few things he put out there was kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't know what happened to Buzz. I was a little worried about him. Let me say, with, um, I think this album kind of like solidifies him. He's he's facts. with them goats now. He because I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, because like you say, like his his old stuff. To me, that was all like some of the greatest stuff I ever heard. Like all that great, all that old stuff, all that 95, 96 era type stuff, man. I mean. Hey, so SP and I, Terrence and I had a, a conversation about who would be a good person to do a versus against Buster Rhymes. That's Fat Joe. I say Fat Joe. He says Fat Joe. He I doesn't don't... like Fat Joe. I... Hey, you know what? I'm about to say the same thing, man. I really don't like Fat Joe. I really don't like Fat Joe. I, you know, you know, it, it, it's it's a shame that Big Pun passed away. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yvonne was the one out of those those two, man. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We could have if we could have had Big Pun's catalog over those years since his passing. Then mm. a, a wonderful matchup. Mm, yeah, they would. They would be. They would be. Because Pun was on. Yeah, we would probably be looking at Big Pun like you know you might be the winner on this one. You might be looking at Pun like that, man. Pun, Pun was hard. He was just here and gone. But like Fat Joe. I don't want to slander no nobody and get nobody in no lawsuits, man. I don't want nobody coming coming back on y'all, man. Yeah, we, I've never like you know what? Look, I'm about to say for real. I always feel like Fat Joe bite everybody, man. Oh shit, culture vulture. Uh, I feel like he bite everybody. Like who, whoever hot right now, he finna have a song sounding just like that person. <laughs> I'm telling you, Fat Joe is from the cloth, man. <laughs> the dirty cloth, the dirty dusty rag that you wash the, the cloth, car with. Man. The cloth you watch the car with. The legendary uh, Diamond D's first he, album. Garbage bag juice. Uh, no, I'm just playing. I ain't going to go that hard on <laughs> Fat Joe, but you know what I mean? I'm just not a Fat not Joe a fan. fan, yeah. My, um, but, I mean, who else going to go against Buster, though? My Buster, though? Mm. Somebody really good to me, because it's really hard, because Buster goes back so far, so it's really hard to match anybody up with him. But, okay, I'm going to throw a name out there and just y'all tell me what y'all think. What? I'm going to throw mine out real quick. Oh, go quick. E forty. I was just gonna say forty. <laughs> Are you serious? You was gonna say forty for real? I just said forty. Just said forty. Forty water against Buster Rhymes. Against, against Buster Rhymes. And they've been out, you know, for for about the same length of time. Mm-hmm. They did a record together mm-hmm. on Forty's album "Element of Surprise," What's which was a double album. The um, double one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that record is. Fire and they going back and forth. It's like like A forty. It's like two gorillas having a fight. Like like A forty can rhyme. A forty doesn't get mentioned when you talk about MCs innovating a style. Right, not enough. You don't don't get enough. You don't get enough. You don't get enough. No, no, nobody ever can rap like E forty. Nobody. He has his own language, his own vocabulary. You know what I mean? So E forty and that might be interesting. E forty and versus Buster. Yeah. Shout out to homie Babyface. Uh, Arthur Stanley James, pick up his books. Stanley James. <laughs> That's my nigga. Yeah. Uh, e-40 but... and Busta Rhymes. Yeah, I think I would like, like to see it. That, um, Jeezy and Gucci Man versus? I, I didn't liked... catch all of it. I never liked either one of them as an MC, to be honest. Never. Sandwich, you agree, Al? You, you didn't really I mean, know. you know what? I, I, I listened to Jeezy because I knew people that liked Jeezy. I didn't run out there and buy Jeezy albums or nothing, you know. I met Jeezy before. Jeezy is a cool, down-to-earth brother. And um, I would he would get my vote just because of uh, off the record. He's personally, like, a good dude. Yeah. But the music that he made, just it's not for me. It's, it's, not, it's yeah. not my thing. And then Gucci, man, it was, I, I think, maybe at least five, ten years. I didn't understand a word his brother said. <laughs> Like, don't bite the sandwich and start rapping on the microphone, my nigga. You can eat after the session. But a lot of people like them, though. <laughs> well, why do you think so many people like them? You know, to your point, like, it, 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 it's just what I told some of my uh, boys, too, you know. Um, it seemed like Gucci was maybe five years to, to, to seven years after, you know what I'm saying, our era of stuff that we could actually really re- relate to. That's kind of when the, the mm-hmm. styles kind of start changing up a little bit, you yeah, know. The 2000s era. We, the 2000s, the early 2000s, yeah. 2000s, 
Yeah. After we got enough Jay Z, it was just like, ah, yeah, this Jeezy and and remember how Jeezy came on board. He came in through that little like four man group that Diddy put out, right? Uh, maybe so. I don't remember that part. Yeah, it was like a four man group. Wouldn't they call like Boys in the Hood? Boys in the Hood. That's yeah. the name of the group. And he Jeezy was the one that was selected to go forward. But yeah. that's all like reality TV show rap to me. Like that's just not my cup of tea. Right. I'm just being but honest. So many people like Jeezy and Gucci man, though. It's like I, I ask myself, what the hell am I missing? You ain't from the South, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just older <laughs> you, than that. And you that older, music, huh? And you older, right? So yeah, it's just not. It's not for everybody. It's not going to appeal to everybody. But they, they speaking to a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. You say like Jeezy came with that, you know, snowman music, if you will, you know, and uh, somehow. You know, the culture was at that time, because like I said, man, like I, you know, I, you know, because clearly like one, one of my boys who like a year younger than me. So we same era, if you will. Yeah. He one year younger than me. And he loved Jeezy. I mean, he would always everything Jeezy played, you know, drop. He he out there playing it. Wow. So so I heard a lot of stuff. And it's like, you know, I guess, you know, it appealed to him, I guess, from from some of the. Cause he had a kind of a creative ways to talk, talk talk about flashy lifestyle and some of the stuff he was doing. You feel me? Yeah, some creative ways to really stay so 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 I could see why people liked him a little bit. You know, um, like, you know, you know. It's definitely but, uh, lifestyle music too. I would say it's definitely lifestyle, and I was pretty much living a totally different lifestyle since I'm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since I'm older, you know, all that dope slanging and shooting and all that on wax. That doesn't appeal to me no more. I grew right. up in WWE. Right. I didn't heard it all, seen it all. That part. Maybe even I'm not even going to incriminate myself, but I didn't heard it all. I didn't heard it all, seen it all. That's right. You know, <laughs> you know, for a younger dude to be talking about all that, I'm like, all right, youngster, I see you. Whatever. That part. That part. He's like, mm-hmm. we, we didn't already created that wheel, you know. <laughs> so, right. do you mess with Westside Gun and Conway and them? Man, you know what? I have listened to a couple of tracks from all of them cast, and um, you know, me and you was kind of rapping about that the 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 other day. Like, you know, even in the vein of Jeezy, like that may not appeal to me specifically, but a lot of that that type of music is coming from a place um, where I think society like to judge the content mm-hmm. and not talk about the environment that creates the content. Mm-hmm. They don't want to fix the issues that they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I like uh, West Side Gun. You know, you know what I'm saying? He's pretty cre- creative with a lot of stuff that I've heard. Uh, Conway dope, too. I like a lot of stuff I, I, I've heard from him. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, you know, still a little bit street, of course. But, you know. <laughs> Very street, yeah. Street. So- <laughs> Very street, right. He yeah. did. You know, when you talk that shit, words are powerful, man, and that shit comes back to you. Um, you know, being in the wrong place, wrong time. That, that's still gotta happen. eat, man. The wolves are still out there. Right. They out there. And these niggas is walking around looking like meal tickets. Like, let me bust that down. <laughs> I ain't that like. I have no idea if that's real or that's fake, but I'm willing to find out. Man, find out. <laughs> that's how I'll I find out later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's a come up. Hopefully, it's a come up. <laughs> Now, one thing that, you know, with Griselda and all of that, um, it's more than lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they 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 pitch that whole dope dealer shit. They pitch that whole, you know, tough dude with the with the Mac 11 and all that kind of shit. 
But for us hip hop heads, when we listen to them, we can see that they really about the craft. You can hear the craft in it, yeah. Right. The the music is on point. These niggas is actually they got bars. They flow. Right. They right. Structure. They got styles. They come in with everything that you know a person who loves the music will love, and that's why we love it. It's not so much the message and what they talking about, even though it's 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 flashy and fly and fun to mm-hmm. to latch on to that kind of entertainment. But at the same time, you know, we entertain by what they actually doing yeah. on the mic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you say that that creativity is there. You exactly. know, exactly. You know, it's not. You know, it's, you know, it's not Blueface, for example. You feel me? Right. <laughs> if Blueface and Gucci Man can give me those kind of styles and you know that creativity, then maybe I would be a fan. But see, I think someone can say, "Yeah, I get that from Gucci." We just don't understand it. <laughs> No, no, I don't, and I don't that think at all. They, I don't think they no. hear it. I mean, <laughs> you know, but I'm saying there is somebody, a fan, who is not ignorant themselves, and they mess with Gucci, man. Have oh, man. No, you know, no. to your point, like, you know, I was reading the reactions from people, and that's how it looked like. It seemed like the younger people were, the more they was feeling Gucci. They was like, Gucci killing this. Right. The older cast was like, Jeezy killing this cat Gucci. It was, you feel me? It seemed like a little bit, a bit of a gap there. Yeah. So what that sells, what that tells me is as time goes on, niggas get shittier. And then, oh my God. <laughs> and then, yeah. the, I, like, I only caught like, the last, I would say maybe 15 or so minutes of it. And at the end, Jeezy says something about Jay-Z and Nas. Like, yeah, we've been around 20, 20 plus years too. So, you know, make, don't don't forget about us. No, that did that wasn't said. Was yes, that it was said. Jeezy said. Was that said? Really? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> you look it up. You can probably can find it. At the end, he said, I'm like, oh, he took he taking shots. He specifically said Jay-Z and Nas. They not on that day. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my god. Hope he wasn't trying to make no kind of comparison that the hope he was, you know. What I like I like, but see that energy, that is that aggressive hip hop energy. Like, nah, I, I know y'all niggas up north, you're doing your thing and you get all the praises, but no, we here too. Yeah. yeah. Hip hop. He should have said Gucci is to Jeezy is to uh what is it? Uh <laughs> who could I name? Gucci, Gucci. I don't wanna no, no, I went too far. I don't want to hurt nobody or step on nobody's toes out there. <laughs> but yeah, man, these are garbage references, man. I can't believe they I can't believe they compared themselves. The audacity to compare yourself to and Jay because you've been in the industry. Being in the industry does not mean that you're good, for one. And and <laughs> They're probably not even talking about skill set. I think they both know we're not rappers like they are. I think they're talking about the other shit, the accolades. You know, the shit that's not hip-hop, but it's music industry. Awards. Awards. I think they're talking plays, about that and money sales. and status. I think they're talking about more of that. I, I know he ain't talking about no bar for bar. Right. A dope oh, not. is a yeah. dope MC. What what do I, that could record they all can see exactly yeah but they don't understand that and i can't respect anybody who can't even you know what i'm saying understand that that's in the industry like do your homework bro like know where you come from a little bit at least just a little bit show some interest that's the thing, thing. no dealers just think this is a way to make money mm. uh other than selling dope 
And right. You understand that there's a whole culture behind it. it. There's there's different layers to this shit. And I, I just can't pick up on you if you don't if you don't take the time to understand what it is they actually doing that makes it fresh. Right. Right. Now you said they they just see a way to wash their money, maybe, you know. You right. know. I mean that culture is for the burbs. Let everybody else care about the culture. I mean, what's glorified is just the rap music. So, you know, what we're critiquing is rap music industry. We're not critiquing hip hop culture. Uh-huh. Then we got to add in so much. Uh, so much. Yeah. And the other elements of the culture is not represented in mainstream rap all. music industry. All. That's music business. Right. They figure uh-huh. they can't make no money off of that. You yeah. Know? Love uh, crazy legs and all them, but. <laughs> you know. You know, call me old, which I am, you know, I'm still a culture guy, you know. Because yeah. the culture can be so so much powerful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely, you know. But, um, well, so we, we did talk about music, you know what I mean, and, and what's going on right now. So you did mention that, you know, you, you gave some listens to Busta. You, you listened to Griselda a little bit. Is there is there anything else that you have touched on as of late? Like, have you gone back in time, listened to some old records? Is there anybody yeah. that you discovered? Anybody you see potential in? That's a good question. Um, I had to really put a little thought into it if I was coming off the brain in terms of who I see potential in. Um, you, can, you know, like I said, I, I, I've been, uh, you know. Uh, mostly listening to songs here or there that, you know, you know, folks saying to me, like, man, have you heard this? Have you heard that? You know, um, you know, you know, so like, like I said, like some, some recent stuff, I've been, 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 been looking at some new Raz Cash, for example, you know, you know, you know Raz got like two or three, he, he trying to get on his YouTube uh, thing a little more, trying to put, put some little short videos out, okay. um, caught a few of those and, you know, uh, a few other cats, man, some young cats. I actually don't know their names at the moment. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, 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 you know, it was a cat out of Detroit. I'm trying to think of his name, man. It was kind of, uh, you know, it was, you know, borderline street too, but it, but, but he was very cre- creative with it, man. It was dope. And, uh, out of Detroit? Out of D- Detroit. Yeah, Detroit got some dope ass MCs over there. Detroit man. is fun. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Trying to think if I uh, trying to think if I can re- recall boy name. Big Sean, like his last track on his la- on that last album, he had like it was like a ten minute record with a bunch of Detroit MCs just going. Dumb. And it was a lot right. of underground MCs, a lot of you know young up and comers. And then he also had Royce the Five Nine on his track with the up and comers, which is extremely dope to me because you know a lot of people who get on. They don't look back at all. They, at all. Mm-hmm. they even a lot of them even cut the crew that they came in the door with. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, they they were known for. And I don't know what happened. Like, you know, there could be always something behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, even Buster doesn't have flip mode around him like that. You know nah, what I mean? Right. 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 He, he kept spliff, and that's yeah, about it. Like, that's it. That's it. That's all you ever see with him. <laughs> I don't know if there's disagreements or if it's just a contractual situation or whatever, but I don't know how you would just like. I think it's contract. You know, I watched um, Inspector Deck on Talib Kweli podcast, and it's kind of crazy. As much as I love the woo, but to hear how they were just signed to RZA and RZA's brother's production company, like 
how I took it when I was growing up as, you know, this love brotherhood shit, which I guess they do love each other. Yeah. It was mostly business on huh. at least RZA and his brother's part. More so than some artsy creative shit. Well, Quick said either you a pimp in this game or you just hoeing. Man. And uh, you know, experience is the best teacher. You know, Rizza was like niggas a, was signed to like bad deals within the clan. Rizza was very fortunate to be able to touch the music industry before the Wu Tang clan, though. Yeah. So a lot of people learn the bad practices because you know these it people was done who, to them, huh? Exactly. And that's the only way they know how to operate. So it's just like, I'm going to recreate what was done to me so I can get paid in this industry. Mm-hmm. And then whoever else benefits and comes on up, they'll do the same thing. And the cycle continues. You know what I mean? See, I do want to say, like, that's that's one of the downsides, you know, historically of the music, you know, um, you know, you know, beast, if, if you will. Is, right. It is a lot of doing folk wrong. It is a lot of that. Right. Dre fuck Snoop. Snoop fucked everybody in Long Beach. <laughs> and this is sounding real nasty, but it's we're talking about a money fuck. It is. sounds real nasty. <laughs> we talking about monetarily. I'm happy you, you say, yo, this sounds real nasty. Yo. I'm glad you clarified that. Uh, monetarily. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> there are some rumors that be circulating about the music industry too. I don't know if y'all want to go there or not. Wow, what if I hit the nail on the head? That's nasty as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, basically the whole thing was I'm gonna take your royalties, I'm gonna take all of your, your money, and then I'm gonna let you put your team on and you take all their money, and that's how we all get paid. Yeah, I, yeah. which sucks. Like which sucks. Yeah, like sure, I'll sign fifty thousand uh, dollar deal for ten years and five albums. That sounds like a great deal. Sure. Yeah, I'm getting fifty k up front. That's more money <laughs> I ever seen legally. Real talk. Yeah, fifty dollars, and you know some of these guys is nineteen, yeah, fifty twenty at the time. What? I'm living in the cutter. We yeah. in the projects. All you owe me is five albums. Sure, I love to rap anyway. Give but me I'm that fifty thousand dollar check. But I'm gonna call three of those albums mixtapes, so you can give me three more albums. Give three me more eight. albums, yeah. Those not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they cold for that. They cold. They cold. Older, get that twenty six, twenty seven something. Then you're like, yo, this ain't right. Nah, y'all did me wrong. Y'all did me wrong. That, that fifty k long. And now we're gonna put you on the shelf and then drop you, or just sit you on the shelf and just remind you you still owe us three albums. Right. You know, try just fulfill that last album with the passing of Fife. You know, I was going to uh, bring up that too, because like you say, like you, like you think, think about groups that are broken up, that go all the way, way back to Tribe, even prior to them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it be over contracts and disputes and, you know, and. Yeah, money, speaking money, about money. groups breaking up and getting back together in the Wu Tang, shout out to uh, Black Knights of the North Star. They got some problems. Yeah, shout out to them, man. Crazy. And it came back, huh? No, I haven't heard it yet. I need I heard it that, though. I, I need. I need to. I need to get a bar of that. I'm gonna have to reach on out and see if I can get some information. Yeah, get give me some music, man. That's. I can't wait to hear it. Actually, well, well, man. Oh, Wu. 
we're about to wrap this up. And, and before we do that, I'm going to hit you with one last question. Or, or Well, I, I definitely want to talk about that fresh to death sauce, man. I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to leave that alone. I am not going to leave that alone. We're going to come up with a fresh to death sauce. Back in the day, I, I was playing around with some different sauces, just, you know, or different ingredients you at sure Roscoe's. Like your own sauce? At Roscoe's. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, add this, dip my chicken in it, and it was amazing. <laughs> amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I want to I want to work on that and put the real right touches in there and, and you know, r- just focus on the ingredients. I think we need to do a fresh to death sauce. So if we could talk about that a little afterwards, uh, that'd be a, a pleasure. That'd be a wonderful thing. Um yeah, man. Let's let's go ahead and get on the shelves. That's what I want to do, man. Get on the shelves, huh? Yeah, let's, let's let's talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, man, it was a wonderful day. It was a wonderful day meeting you. Made my day better. Um, and uh, my brother Al, man, it's like this is my man from back back. Let's <laughs> go way back. Yeah. <laughs> the best piece is a friend of mine, man. Love, man. Thank you for rocking with us, man. Hey, man. Highly pre- appreciate Charles Will, man. Y'all have a great one. All right. All right. This is Fresh to Death Media Production. Recorded in Long Beach, California. Northside, 90805.